0: The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. All Elite Wrestling, the greatest professional wrestling company in the entire world. The Elite as a group, as a faction, but what I like to call it as a brotherhood, is incredibly special. The Elite was designed as a bunch of very individually talented professional wrestlers coming together to show how powerful we really are. I trust Kenny Omega with my life, and he trusts me.
1: I trust the Young Bucks with my life, and they trust me.
0: Christian and Brian Danielson, they're special. There's a reason that people look at them so highly. There's a reason that people respect them so much, because their body of work is undeniable. The difference is, they think they're gonna be able to keep up with guys like me. I
1: can promise you I'm not even in my prime yet, and I would wipe the floor with Brian
0: Danielson. The way that all of the Elite acts and dresses sound to me like people who are insecure. So I'm not exactly going after all of the Elite. I'm going after one member of the Elite. I've heard how great Kenny Omega is. I've seen how great Kenny Omega is. You're the greatest wrestler who's ever lived. You're afraid to take this match. You are not on my level. The reality is I'm just excited to get in the ring and wrestle. I would love for it to be Kenny Omega. I would love for Kenny Omega to be my first match. If he doesn't want to step up, there'll be somebody else. Because everybody else, one of the things that I love about AEW is everybody's hungry. Everybody wants to go in. Everybody wants to prove themselves. I'm here, and I'm game. Let's go. Here comes Pac, baby. No oh, top-rope moonsault. All oh, the pack's body weight landing on the upper shoulder griddle area. I'll say it. I'm sorry, to ask, I'm sorry. but these guys are both fearless. They will try anything. Look at this. You're exactly right. I mean, anybody, you know, listen, you go to the top rope and you pole vault yourself in a moonsault-like motion onto the ground. And I mean, pro athletes, all-stars here in AEW make it look easy. Look, have you ever been in that ring? make it easy. Looks like Pac hit his head on that steel rail too. He might be right about that Mark. Yeah. That, that, mark that, could, that could be a determining factor the rest of the way here. Yeah. If, it, if he did, and you're right, he's trying to shake loose the cobweb. You can see it. Oh, <laughs> what a matchup man. This thing could go all night here. I of course. That. Look at that welt on his back from hitting that steel. Yeah. Tax wait. he's picking a spot, he's got yeah. something to mind off this top rope. Well, he, he's not in position for the Black Arrow, but let's see what he does here. Well, you're right, Tom, but what the heck's it gonna be? I don't know. Whoa! Oh, man! The leg is Ch- up! Ten, down. Three. Oh It was like a 450 splash! Exactly, but great match sense, brings presence of Andrade to use that, here's that 450 to use that bottom rope as an ally to break the pin cover. The idol was close enough to the ropes to use his own noggin and break that combination, that pinning combination up. All right, now he drags him here. He may be going for the black arrow here. He's got him in a pretty good position, but I mean he is winded, he is beaten here, and it's taking him a long time to get up top here. Right, you're right. Pac is winded, Tony Cashaw, and he's gassed, but he's just got to try to get to that top if he wants to hit that black arrow. If he can, it's one of the most amazing... Uh-oh. Oh, nice Ukemi roll to yeah. get out of the way. Look at the hand sting. Great. Oh. oh! Wow. And a Pele kick, almost, from a hand spray. Andrade senses the end could be near. Oh! Tried to break those double on hooks, and he does, does, pack? Oh! Oh! oh. Snap! German suplex there. Oh, look at the hell is this? Oh! oh! Belly-to-belly, overhead, oh, six into the corner. Amazing. It is amazing. This whole match is amazing. And all, our live audience here in Cincinnati appreciates what these men are doing. Oh, Rodda, he started at the age of 13 as a pro wrestler. Oh! Geez. Just One, encountered two. Of the brutalizer, he's got the brutalizer on. It's locked in for sure to brutalize. Wait a minute, what the hell? Jose, what? What is he? He's got some kind of equipment gimmick? I don't know what the hell that I is. I don't know what it is. It's, it's almost like a stun gun. You hear it? Yeah, you can hear it. And here come the World Tag Team Champs, the Lucha. Oh! Chavo Guerrero came in the ring. You saw it, and he hit. Pack with something. I don't know what it was. There's a count. Oh, the match ends. Wow. Oh, uh, we know this match. Andrade the idol. Chavo Guerrero had something to do with this when he rolled in and the referee had turned his back. Yeah, there was definitely a little Tom some kind of shenanigans for sure. Here's a better look at what happened. Well the Lucha Bros took care of Jose. We saw that. And then Chavo. What do you have it again? I think Chavo had something in hand, though. Chavo may have had something in his hand, but nonetheless, he was able to interrupt the count behind the referee's back. Well, they always have an iPad with them. Oh, he and Jose do. Oh, you, you nailed there, it, you Tony. see yeah, right yeah, there? Yeah. Yep, yep, iPad, yep. That's exactly what he did. And he steals one from Pack. Well, doesn't takes away an amazing matchup by exactly. both Pack and Andrade. It was a spectacular matchup. Chavo outsmarted some folks here tonight, Mark. Well, I mean, he's he's been in, in the business forever. His whole family. Oh, what the hell just wow. happened? What was that about? Holy smokes! Jose told him what happened. Was was and, and Andre El Idolo wanted to win this one apparently on his own. Wow, that came out of nowhere. And he just decked Chavo, threw the iPad at him and everything, and Andrade's living. Watch out from behind. And the Lucha Bros behind Chavo. Yeah, un- unbeknownst to Chavo! Boom! And Chavo can't catch a break. Except maybe his nose or jaw. <laughs> Chavo's having a rough Friday night. Oh no! Oh, Pax going to get a little retribution here! Oh no no and no! Not no, 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 the Brutalizer! Hold yeah, on a the minute. Brutalizer on Chavo! Enough is enough! Oh my God! brought in on himself. yeah he really did mark you're exactly right shovels my friend friend. here no here come the referees to help out trying to pull this pit bulldog or whatever you want to call it they can't get him off they can't he won't let go just let him go chavo's head turning a bright red oh god itching through his face oh shovel Let's go. That poor SOP. Damn. And Dradio Idolo wins this matchup. But Chavo Guerrero is the one who's hurting right now at the hands of Pack in the Death Triangle. that amazing one-on-one matchup with CM Punk on Sunday night. And I said this Monday after thinking about it more, it seems as if Darby Allen is more popular now even in a losing effort than he was before the match on Sunday. All right. Here with Darby Allen and Sting! Wanted to address comments made on Wednesday by Tully Blanchard wanting you to get in the ring with Sean Spears and about wanting to look at you across the ring. Darby? Tully Blanchard, you want to say Sting's riding my coattails? Sean Spears, listen to me, you generic piece of shit. Without Tully, you are absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Wow. Ding I know you know Tully quite well. Oh! That was just for you, Cincinnati. It's good to be back. Tully riding on the coattails of other people's success didn't you ride on the coattails of Slick Rick for many, many years? What about Arn Anderson? You rode his coattails too, didn't you? And if you want to look at me eye to eye, mano y mano, why wait? Let's do it right here. It's Cincy. Come on, Tully. Hold on here. Oh, yeah! Look at you two. Two on one, that's what you want. You've always liked the numbers game, haven't you there, Sting? Talking about riding on coattails and trying to talk about my past, baby. And that never happened. Not oh. ever! Oh, a Not, Not sugar! Schoespeer. Schoespeer. Be the a little door. bit more aware! Be a little bit more aware! As one of your guys gets taken down! Way to go, Sean? Just like we planned it! Sting, now look in my eyes, baby! Good luck trying to outsmart Tully Blanchard.
1: Friday Night Carnage. Uh, this is our new show with me and Jimmy T. Uh, you no, know, we're uh, we're covering everything about AEW, so we figured we'd cover this uh, this new show that they're running. And uh, so far, it's been a lot of fun. We're uh, jesus we're getting more and more popular here jimmy like it's uh it's kind of fun it's it seems like every time i talk to you you're telling me about some new thing that we're that we're recording on and that we're that we're we're doing audio for which is just i mean it's a whirlwind but it's awesome jim
2: right absolutely man and and i'm happy to be on the show and you're right We're, we're we're growing dude i mean not only are we on the pwc network but we're on the hitting the marks network and also from from now like and that's only and it's only the skirmish but the skirmish you can also find on the com. crazy that crazy. is crazy and in future there's, there could be a future announcement but i'm not going to announce it just yet chris okay until it's uh it's a thing do you know what i'm saying just in case you never hey, know man, what can happen i was
1: yeah no i was talking about the pw PW hustle thing so anything else coming up is just uh just gravy you know what i mean right like right now i'm just like man i'm looking around at all these places that we're getting you know uh distribution from and i'm just like man this is cool this is awesome like i, I love all these places like you know all these networks are networks that i listen to Do you know what i mean absolutely but every time every time you tell me oh yeah they picked us up on this network i'm like motherfucker, this is awesome
2: Oh, no doubt, man. I'm excited. You're excited. All of us are excited. I mean, hey, man, it's nothing but up from here, Chris.
1: Absolutely, man. Well, um, with that said, uh, do we want to get into the show proper here?
2: Well, why not? Let's get into it.
1: All right, man. Uh, well, AEW Rampage, um, I've noticed, maybe maybe you can back me up here. I've kind of noticed that Rampage seems to be formatted a lot like the old Saturday night. Yes. Um, in, that, in that the real main event is on first.
2: Absolutely. I've said that even from day one. It felt like a Saturday night's main event, even to the point where, you know, when the, the Mark Henry segment towards the end, where he interviews the wrestlers, um, well... That's so taken out of the the Saturday night's main event context. So, yeah, it does. It feels exactly like that. It's just in, condensed in an hour, and it's a good it's a good little quick hour. You know what I'm saying? But unfortunately, the only thing that annoys me about Rampage per se is that when it's not live, it doesn't feel like it has as much meaning as it does when it is live. You know what I mean? And apparently, we get it live every you know second week or thereabouts. So. It is what it is, but I still, I, I like the show, man.
1: Oh, yeah, me too. And I got to say, like, uh, Andrade and Pac here is uh, is how we start off, and uh, they got booted from the pay-per-view uh, right. because Pac was having issues getting into the country. I got to say, I mean, they gave us a pay-per-view match to start off this show. It was like,
2: oh, uh, I, I was
1: floored at how good this was.
2: Well, put it this way. It started off kind of slow, and a lot of people have been saying, has Andrade forgot to wrestle his style? People are saying he's he's kind of wrestling that WWE style, that slow, methodical, you know, slow pace type of match. But also, I feel like he's gone a bit too big on the muscle side, which has maybe forced him to change a little bit. In saying that, I believe we saw the old Andrade last night, and boy, wasn't it a great match. I mean, these two were great. Andrade impresses me, dude, because there was a yeah. move that he did on Park, or was it Pack, whatever it is, from the top rope where he he twisted halfway in midair, which fucking impressed me, dude, because that's that would be hard to do. Picture like doing a dive from the top rope onto the floor and then deciding to twist halfway down. That's pretty yeah. impressive
1: yeah it was it was it was like a a spinning plancha that he did yeah. it was a springboard spinning plancha that's what he did he ran from one end of the ring to the other he did a springboard off the off the middle rope to right. the outside while spinning and hitting a plancha i was like man i'm not a big fan of all the flippy stuff but that was cool
2: That was cool man and speaking of cool did you see the split legged moonsault
1: I did, I did. I'm a fan of that. Anytime you can uh, harken back to RVD, I'm a big exactly.
2: fan. Exactly. <laughs> you got exactly what I meant by that. That's why I said cool. And if you can hear that in the background, I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, continue on, Chris.
1: It's it's all good, man. Usually we can hear your neighbors' kids like murdering each other. Oh. Or whatever, so.
2: Well, I've got great news. They've moved out. The house is abandoned right now. Okay. <laughs> so I'm happy, bro. I'm really happy. But anyway
1: all right well um i'm gonna say one thing that i didn't like about this and that i don't like about andrade right. Uh I, I hate the pants I, yeah what what is that
2: well well technically it's a throwback to los ingobernables de mexico and a throwback to la sombra but even then he wasn't wearing friggin' slacks to the ring i mean he would wear them to the ring sorry but he wouldn't wrestle in them. <laughs> Yeah. And, and it looks real tight on him, dude. Like he wants to burst out of him or some shit. So I don't know what the fuck he's doing there. Andrade, you know, I know, you know, you don't speak English, but please, the pantalones, brother. Change the uh, pantalones.
1: <laughs> I'm not, I just, I don't like the way it looks when people are wrestling in pants. Like, I, I don't know. I've never liked it. Even when like Stone Cold used to wrestle in his jorts, I was always like, <laughs> nah.
2: Jorts. <laughs> well yeah well i agree man i agree but definitely with njade take him off bro Door gaza rip him off do something i don't know bro but it's true Nah. but this match i feel sorry for park though or pack i keep getting that mixed up it's pack i believe but i just want to say i don't i don't buy that he had visa issues getting into the country dude
1: no what do you think happened they just bumped him from the pay-per-view i
2: think yeah i think they've bumped him from the pay-per-view bro I don't know, it's it, it's weird, but I mean, come on, why visa issues on pay-per-view, they would have had that shit straightened out long before the pay-per-view, surely?
1: Yeah, I mean, you'd think, but, um, I, I don't know, I would hate to think that they bumped this so that the fucking cage match could go fat could go longer, I, ugh.
2: yeah, well, I, I know, it sucks, because really, this was a pay-per-view caliber match. I don't know, man. I'm just talking conspiracy here. Maybe I'm wrong. I just feel, look, it was just too plain because they said, you know, they announced that Rampage match on the pay-per-view, to be fair. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, anyway, yeah. but continue on, you know, with the match. So right. Please continue because there's some interesting endings to this. But, yeah, like I said, please continue
1: there was a bunch of interesting stuff going on here so i do have written down here and i mean obviously i get an answer to this later i think but i i have written down here why is chavo doing face style facial animation like they, they 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 you know he's on camera and he's got this like look of like real concern on his face <laughs> right and, like This is not what heels are meant to look like at ringside. Like, if you're a heel manager, you're supposed to portray a number of things that make you look like a bad guy, right? You can be concerned, but it has to be that surface-level concern of, oh, no, you know, less money or, you know, my guy's going to lose. But not, like, actual, like... I hope my guy's okay type of concern and maybe i'm just nitpicking here but i felt like that was the the facial look that we were getting from chavo at ringside right, right, and i was right. just really confused i was like what the fuck? um i know that there's going to be some people very confused about why i like this match and why i hate young buck matches so let me just break it down okay there's a lot of flippy shit in this match i know there is right um, right right i mean at one point at one point here pac does a springboard 450 it's a near fall andrade literally gets his hand on the rope at 2.9 right like it's it it, but it's a moment in the match do you know what i mean absolutely and and while there's a bunch of flippy shit nobody does the flippy shit and then jumps right back up
2: well exactly and not just that right there was a lot more substance to the flippy shit this time because they weren't just flipping, you know. It was actually a professional wrestling match. It felt like an actual pro wrestling match. Regardless of the flippies, we went, you can do flippies and that's fine, right? But when you overdo it like the Bucks do, every fucking second move is a flip, pretty much. Yep. Well, then that's just fucking nothing but flippy shit. Whereas these guys, the, the match started off slow. They built up to the flippy shit. You know what I'm saying? Yep.
1: No, exactly, man. Right. And and every, all that flippy shit, there was a flip. And then both guys went down selling that, like, this is a big athletic move. It's hard to pull off. Everybody gets hurt with this move. Right. Exactly. That's what you'd think. If, If somebody really did this in a fight. You're not doing it just because. You're not doing right. it and then jumping right back up and like playing to the crowd after you've already been wrestling for five or ten minutes. You, absolutely. you need to sell, and these guys did a really good job of that. Um, I also love the snap German from Pac. I know that's like oh, that was sick. Random note, but right. I love that snap German he does.
2: No, that was sick, dude. That was absolutely sick. And it's funny because as we get towards the end of the match. I want to shout out Jago because Jago kind of predicted this. He was saying there's going to be a group between Andrade, the Lucha Brothers, maybe Pac here, but he didn't mention Pac. But I truly believe we're going somewhere with this, especially after what happened towards the end. So, yeah, please continue, Chris.
1: All right. So I'm really confused about how this to chance. Right. Chavo jumps... So. The other guy who's with Andrade, I don't know who he is. The, oh,
2: don't even ask me, dude. Neither do I. Okay.
1: <laughs> that guy jumps up. He tries to hit Pac with, like, a, a taser, but Pac avoids it. That was Chavo, weird. Yeah, and then Chavo hits Pac with an iPad. Yeah,
2: uh, yeah I believe.
1: <laughs> okay, so he hits him with an iPad. Andrade gets the W. Right. Then Penta comes down, and he's sort of bitching about it. And then the guy who tried to tase Pac goes and, I guess, says to Andrade, like, hey, man, just so you know, Chavo hit this guy. (laughs) And and then Andrade jumps Chavo. And then, like, Chavo's meant to be a heel because they then got sympathy on Chavo because he got thrown into the ring and he got beat up by three guys.
2: Right. Right. Trust me, dude. I was What are they confused.
1: fucking doing?
2: I don't have a clue. But as long as if it's leading to Selena De La renta Selena De La renta sorry, then I'm all for it. Because let's be real, what the hell is Chavo doing in the first place, being Andrade's freaking manager? Seriously, whatever the fuck know. he is.
1: I don't know, dude. Like I'm, I was a big Chavo fan, like right. as a kid, like well. I'm not even going to say that. I was as big a Chavo fan as you can pretty much be without being in his family. <laughs> right? like, really? Which is which is to say, I kind of liked Chavo. Oh, yeah, was yeah I'm surprised. Was of Chavo, right.
2: You're probably right? the biggest fan, Chris.
1: Like, like I kind of liked him.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, Chavo was great in the ring.
2: Oh, absolutely. His,
1: his mic skills were always garbage. Why? Yeah,
2: that's true, man. That's 100% facts.
1: It's like it's like if somebody went to Andrade and was like, all right, we've got a great manager for you, Juventud Guerrero. <laughs> like, what?
2: <laughs> it's the juice, baby. <laughs> Dude, uh... it's, it's true, man. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. I, I really don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know whose fucking... I don't know whose idea it was. I hope it wasn't Andrade's. I doubt it was Andrade's. Oh, look, Chris. You know what? Let's go a different route here. Could this be leading to his future father-in-law being his manager even?
1: I mean, that would certainly be interesting. But I think if they do that, I don't know. You you get to the point where I feel like you actually are a little too inundated with quote-unquote legends. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, you've already got Tully. You've already got Arn. You've already got, you know, like... Are we just going to bring back the entire Four Horsemen? Lineup? Yeah,
2: why not? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and each one of them can have their own wrestler in their corner. I know it's corny, it's cheesy, but I'm hoping it's Celine, it's De La rent That's all I'm hoping for.
1: Yeah, I think that would be the the fresher way to go. I know that there's I know that there's going to be a lot of people who are going to say like, "Yeah, we should go with Rick" because I mean, he's a big, I mean, He's Ric Flair, fuck, he's, you know, he's, he's on everybody's wrestling Mount Mount Rushmore. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, But I don't know. I I, I feel like there's already a lot of callbacks to the old days in AEW. And I kind of would like to see something moving forward rather than constantly with this nonsense. I mean, we'll get into it later, but I mean, it looks like we're going to have Tully and Sting in the ring against each other at some point here. And I, I'm like, why?
2: Can I just say, woo! And I'm not doing that for Ric Flair either. <laughs> yeah. You know what, Chris? Maybe we'll get um that bomb burner from back in 89 between Ric Flair and the Stinger, baby, on Flair. Clash of the Champions.
1: No, listen. In 89, <laughs> I was four years old. Okay? <laughs> like... <laughs> No. Well, I was six, so <laughs> like I was four years old in eighty nine, and Ric Flair's skin already looked loose, so let's not go <laughs> back to this match,
2: okay. Woo <laughs> Battle of the Woos, man. That's what's gonna happen. Uh, anyway, it is what it is. I mean, I hope we're wrong. Oh, look I wouldn't be but something gives me that I don't know, something's telling me that we could possibly it wouldn't surprise me if we get Rick instead of Selena dude
1: yeah it wouldn't shock me either and i mean honestly like here's a question for you if that does happen honestly how long before Hmm. charlotte makes the jump
2: i knew you were gonna ask me that and to be fair i was actually saying this to my significant other d yesterday funny enough i do think surely she makes the jump
1: yeah i actually do too
2: and that would be huge of like i mean it would be a huge loss to wb and it'd be huge and i say huge As you would say, yeah, I love that. That would be a huge acquisition. I mean, it's just a matter of time, man. Once the contract is done, see you right, see you right around, man. The queen will be the queen of AEW, bro.
1: Yeah, I can definitely see it happening, and um, it would be, I mean, a pretty big deal. Like I already feel like they sort of hit the biggest. I I feel like they already sort of hit the biggest nail in the head that they could with CM Punk and then Daniel Bryan Brian Danielson coming. Yeah, Sorry, that's gonna take. I months.
2: know. No, don't uh, worry. It's, it's all good. I I I I fuck up all the time too.
1: <laughs> yeah, That was gonna take me a minute. Um, but uh, like it would be big, but it wouldn't be that big. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think the only other thing that could possibly be that big for AEW is if they're ever able to land Brock. I, I think.
2: Yeah, but we're talking about Major moolah here, dude. <laughs> yeah. And I, when I say Major, I'm talking about 10 million a friggin' year at least.
1: I think you're about right. Yeah, I think that's about what it would take to convince Brock to actually make that jump. Although Brock has Brock is Brock, man. Sometimes he just does stuff because he's like, right. fuck it. I'm going to do this and I'm going to go do it. Like He went over to Japan because he was just like, fuck it. I want to go to Japan.
2: Yeah, well, he did get offered a lot of money. If you if you read his book, it's funny what happened in Japan with him. Put it that way.
1: Yeah, but I mean, he got offered a shit ton of money, and he was just like, "Yeah, I want this money."
2: Yeah, it's all about the money, man. If there's a, if there's a, if you know what, he should be his song when he comes out. It should be Shane McMahon. (laughs) Yeah, Shane McMahon's money. (laughs) Yeah, money, money, money. Money. Can you picture that? And he comes out with a with a boombox. He's like, money, money, oh, money, man. money. Yeah. That'd perfect, i would be perfectly dude. Loved,
1: I actually loved that stupid fucking boombox segment that he did. Me he too. With it and he was like, he was breakdancing. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Incredible be- nonsense.
2: <laughs> incredible nonsense. Perfectly put. Because that's what it was, dude. If it was anybody else, it'd be just nonsense. But because it was Brock, it was magnificent nonsense, dude. Like, no, seriously. Didn't that friggin' uh bin box, you know, the money in the bank briefcase have speakers in it for Christ's sake? Yeah. Was, <laughs> that's was, that's brilliant. Just awesome. <laughs> and him selling it was just too good. Right, but anyway. It was,
1: it was pretty fantastic.
2: It was. Um
1: all right. So moving on here, we've got uh Darby and Sting. They come out, uh they they want to call out Sean mm. Spears. Uh but Tully is the one who comes out and he talking smack to Sting and Stings like Tully like uh, you need to go away <laughs> now and uh, uh, anyway it, it allows Spears to jump Darby uh he hits him with the Death Valley driver I don't know what the thing is called but it's a Death Valley driver
0: <laughs> right
1: and uh and then he you know the Sting, the uh, the heels take a powder afterwards cuz Sting comes after them uh <laughs> I don't know like I think that Darby and Spears could be a pretty good match but I, They seem to be really pushing this idea of Tully and Sting. So setting up a tag match and I don't know. Well, I I don't want to see Tully in the ring.
2: I just want to point out one thing. Did you hear what Tully or was it Tully or was it? No, it was Darby Allen. What he said about uh, Sean Spears. Did you, did you catch that little promo? (laughs) What'd he say? He called him, he called him an overrated piece of shit or was it something worse? It could have been even worse than that. It it totally buried Spears, dude. Uh, it it wasn't even overrated. I think it was something else. Like, along the lines, like, he's just shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was pretty harsh, man. I, I
1: can't... But like, he's always ro-
2: rode the coattails. That was sort of what it was. Because he said that Tully had
1: always rode the coattails of better wrestlers. And Sean Spears has only ever done that, too.
2: Yeah, I can't remember the exact words. All I know, it shocked me. Because I'm like, oh, man, if I was Spears that's it. He's done. Like after that, what, what Darby said, I'm thinking he's done. (laughs) You know what I mean? mean,
1: Do these guys not understand like the basics of wrestling. When you cut a promo on your opponent, you're supposed to cut a promo on what you're going to do and how you're going to win, but you still want to big them up. You still have to make sure that the audience knows that when you beat them, it means something. Right. Otherwise you beat no one who fucking cares.
2: I agree, and I don't get what the problem is with Spears. Has he got hate in AEW?
1: Man, I so I've heard that Cody really wanted him. like are best went, friends, right? Yeah, I've heard that Cody went after him pretty hard when he got released, and he was like, dude, you have to come here. And I've heard that he sold the locker room on him, but I've also heard that a lot of people looked at Sean Spears and were like, this guy's a joke. Like, He's a joke in the WWE. Why do we want to bring over a joke character from the WWE? Oh, come on. Who, like, th- that's what I've heard. I've heard that it was it like Cody really had to fight to get them to accept him coming over. And I don't understand why Spears has a good look. He's right. like, he, he's a good worker. He's safe, but he's snug. I actually think that Sean Spears is one of the more underrated guys like in AEW.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. I really do. I mean, come on, man. Him as the perfect ten in WWE was mega over. Am I wrong in saying that?
1: No, you're not over. You're not. You're not wrong at all. And actually, I feel like that was one of the biggest like mistakes that WWE has made in the last little bit. Right. And I want to say that it comes from another thing that I feel like they really don't understand. Like, if you can get the crowd just hot like a son of a bitch because of your entrance. Don't bury the guy because his entrance is cool. Like,
2: right.
1: you know what I mean? Like they kind of did that with Daniel Bryan and the Yes Chance. They tried yeah. to give it to the Big Show at one point. Ugh. And I've I've heard that like Vince McMahon sort of said about Sean Spears, um, you know, when he was Ty Dillinger, oh, right. he's just an entrance. The Ultimate Warrior was just a fun Yeah, like,
2: absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> you ma- know uh, what I mean. Look, there, maybe there was some truth to him being just an entrance, right? But, dude, he could wrestle, right? And, actually, I just want to say, this is what Tully, I mean, not Tully, Darby said. He called Sean Spears a generic piece of shit. A generic piece of shit. That's pretty harsh, bro.
1: Like, you're just burying yourself. You're burying the match. Big time. Why do that?
2: I don't know. That's what I'm saying. What has he fucking done? Because, honestly, when I look at Sean Spears, even now, in AEW, I love the look. He actually looks like a badass, right? You, yeah. He looks like you can take him seriously. He, does. he really does, yeah. dude. He does. He's yeah. he's completely different to the to the Perfect Ten character when he was Ty Dillinger, but that's fine. I like his look. I like this character. They're just not pushing him. Like they're not they're not making him like tough even though he's tough. Like, did you get my drift, dude? I can't you even know, explain I, I totally do. I right. totally
1: do. He looks like a fighter. He
2: looks right. like a guy who would He looks rugged, on. man. Rough and rugged, you know? And, but then he just gets shat on every fucking time, just like he did last night. He got shat on by Darby. But he's talking about generic. You want to talk about fucking a skinny meth head? I mean, that's Darby Allen. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, But dude, come like on. Your, your meth sting. Why are you talking shit about somebody else?
2: yeah you know what i mean and i'm a fan of darby's as you are but come on
1: both fans but learn how to cut a promo like you know like i'll give an example of like how to cut a proper promo and it's a it's a quick little example and it's just a little line from hip-hop right so right right um jay-z's blueprint album like the original blueprint album not 2.0 or whatever but the original right right right. just full of classic tracks and and like it's it's amazing right absolutely this one line in, in in one of the songs where he says um yeah, you're shining, but the one thing you're leaving out, you're a candle in the sun, that shit don't even out.
2: Right? Ooh. That's
1: how you cut a promo though.
2: <laughs> it is, yeah, right? You're shining.
1: You're shining, right? Like, but he gives the props first, right? Yeah, you're shining, right? But the one thing you're leaving out, you're a candle in the sun, and that <laughs> shit don't even out. That but that's the way you cut a promo in person. Right. You talk about the person, you you say like, yeah, you're good i'm better that's that's the way a a wrestling promo is meant to be cut not not this uh you're overrated and generic and like you know the fucking the vanilla midget thing it's not (laughs) cool you don't get anybody over and you don't get yourself over
2: right i agree man absolutely it's dumb it's stupid like you said you don't get yourself over and more importantly you're doing damage to the to your opponent that, that you're supposed to get some sort of hate on now, if I got caught a generic piece of shit, I'll kick the fuck out of Darby Allen. I'll just be throwing no. a few potatoes, bro. Put it that way.
1: Honestly, I mean, you want to talk about generic? Dude, you just fall down stuff. <laughs> That's what you do. You fall yeah. Fall down stuff good.
0: <laughs>
2: you fall down stuff good. Yeah, Darby. You fall down stuff good. So what now? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. That's a great line. You fall down stuff good. Yeah. Like- <laughs>
1: That's what, that's honestly, like, I, I'm just, I'm just, like, me personally, I'm just picturing this. And if Sean Spears comes out and is like, you said I'm generic, all <laughs> you do is fall down stuff good. I, I'd be like, all right. Just the way you say over. it is so funny. That was ether. That was the ether Ooh, line. That's right, like, right. It's over. It's that's it.
2: It's done. I mean, but unfortunately, you know, they don't even let Spears talk anyway, bro. Like, he's some shitty guy on the mic, which he ain't.
1: No, he's not at all, dude. He's, he's good. Like, he's a really good pro wrestler. I mean,
2: seriously, this company won't even let him get his heat back.
1: I mean, this company won't even let Brian Cage get a win in the ring. Like,
2: what? That's a great segue before we continue this uh, event, because I'm glad you brought up everyone's favorite fucking B12 head, and that's Brian Cage. Now, first of all, We've got our first unhappy professional wrestling in AEW, Chris. I oh, thought really? I thought it was all roses on this end of the spectrum, shall we say? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure you've heard uh, his wifey talking shit, and I'm talking about Melissa Santos. I mean, really?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw something. It was at the vi- I saw, I saw a video earlier, and it was basically she was saying like she was answering someone who had asked
2: um right i I can read it out okay go
1: ahead yeah let me
2: read this out but while while i'm searching it um just give me a moment because this is absolute first of all guys stop getting your girls to talk fucking for 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 yourselves all right it doesn't look good that's all i want to say (laughs) oh my god at least matt doesn't acknowledge it though which is great you know what i'm saying (laughs) otherwise he'd look like a fool But you see, sells his wife. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which that's what I'll do. But in saying that, this is what she said, dude. Right? And I quote: "You see, Brian Cage is a superstar. Those people who know him from Indies, Impact, Lucha Underground, where I met him, know that he's a superstar. All you have to do is Google him and watch all his matches in PWG. He's a superstar, and he's being misused right now. Right? But she continues." Right? Cage is, to me, lost in the shuffle right now in AEW. He and Powerhouse Hobbs could be an excellent tag team, and Cage, in his own right, is a top guy in every sense of the word. AEW just hasn't seemed to realize that yet. Hopefully, once the dust settles from all the new arrivals, Cage will get his opportunity and have a chance to shine. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Um I'll be honest with you like she's right but i'm gonna go a step further he was misused in pwg too oh. he doesn't need to be doing 450 <laughs> splashes ever like i know he can that's great so could sean o'hare like <laughs> yeah that doesn't make you a star be, being and, able to do crazy physical shit right. does not make you a star in wrestling you have to put the character together you have to put the pieces together and you have to be booked properly
2: absolutely and i dare say <laughs> Um, what's it called? Sean O'Hare could do it even better than friggin' Brian Cage. Anyway, dude, <laughs> he could do the I think flippy he was shit. Way more athletic, yeah. Way yeah. more athletic. Is Brian Cage that athletic, really?
1: He's, yeah, like yes, he. he can all right, all right, you're right. Stuff, but he's not like he's. I mean, he's not like. Uh, who could I compare him to? I mean, yeah, Sean O'Hare is a good one. Um. Uh, who I else? dare I mean, say, he's, he's not. He's not Juventud Guerrero with more size. We'll put it that (sighs) way. He's not that good.
2: Oh, oh, come on. Actually, yeah, what's a good comparison? Sean O'Hare is a good comparison. There's, yeah, it's hard to think right now. But this guy, first of all, I can see why he's upset, right? I get it, right? Mm -hmm. But in saying that, show me something, man. Show me something. Like, He's got glimpses, and I'm not talking about his in-ring work. I'm talking specifically, like you know, character development here. Yep. Show me something there, right? We get it. You can do fucking hurricane runners and and fucking topay suiciders and what, and whatnot. But dude, you're five foot nine, and built like a brick shit house. Yeah,
1: yeah. To me, like this is the guy who should be the new Papa Pump. Like, yeah, you yeah, possibly you Look you're right. at him you look at him and you see money like he doesn't have to do anything he could just stand there with his fucking arms up and you're like damn like look at this motherfucker the same way that you did with scott steiner right so you give him an edge you give you give him a good edgy look right i mean obviously like get rid of those fucking sideburns
2: oh please thank you chris
1: but (laughs) but i fucking hate it (laughs) You Jesus. give him a good edgy look so that you can, you can build him that way. And then, but then you have to book him properly too. Like he should come out there and he should say like, and he should, he should be a heel first of all to start. Right. And he should right. come out there and he should say, look, I'll look, I know all you nerds and neckbeards who watch you <laughs> don't understand this, but. I need to get done with this match quick because I've got three freaks waiting for me at the hotel and I need to hurry the hell up. And yeah. Then have them beat yeah. the absolute fuck out of somebody who weighs 145 pounds. They've got 19 of them on the roster. <laughs> have them beat the fuck out of somebody in 14 seconds. Just have them absolutely smash this motherfucker <laughs> and take off. That's how you start with Brian Cage. Like y- – it, it's not fucking rocket science. I don't... You're <laughs> saying, like, in spite of the fact that he can do hurricane hurricanranas and stuff. No, right. no, 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 no. Don't fucking
2: do that. <laughs> and I'm glad you you brought up something that just made me think of something. And I mentioned this on Hitting the Marks while we're talking about Brian Cage. Ironically, the thumbnail to that show is got Brian Cage. Because we really get in depth. Oh, okay. into okay. Yeah. And I said on Hitting the Marks, and shout-outs to Jago... But um, I, I mentioned that you remember when The Rock done that promo on Big Show, Paul White, back in the day, where he's like, "My name is Big John, big, dumb, stupid." You know, like that's exactly what Brian Cage is—big, dumb, and stupid.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, dude, like he needs to be doing belly to belly suplexes, and, <laughs> yeah. like no Hurricane ramas. the only time he should ever bring out the flippy shit is if he turns face and he's main eventing a big pay-per-view and one flippy shit
2: one one keyword one it's true man and please shave those friggin' wolverine wannabe sideburns i'm glad you said that because that's probably why i hate him even more in saying that brian before we drop you like ...as a subject right now... ...I just want to say dude... First of all... <laughs> ...if you're not happy in professional wrestling... ...and since you got those sideburns... ...heck get into Hollywood... ...you can become the next Wolverine... ...why not right... <laughs> He's, ...he looks big... ...he looks like Wolverine... ...he's a wannabe Hugh Jackman... ...I mean... ...go into Hollywood dude... ...I'm sure someone will hire you... ...and... and ...or... ...stop bitching... ...stop getting your wife... ...to bitch on the world wide web because all it's gonna do is make everybody dislike this guy even more dude
1: yeah and i mean come to work prepared to actually fucking fight for what you think and what you want like it's what i've been saying for forever like and you know this is it's not like i'm the first person to say this or anything but like professional wrestlers nowadays really don't know how to say no and they need to learn how to say no like one of the best things that bret hart ever did in his entire career
2: was we'll when say they no. first
1: <laughs> was well, well i mean they first came to him and when he got to wwe and we're like yeah we're going to make you a cowboy and we're going to have you in entering and he was just like no i'm not doing that <laughs> right and He said, like, i'm not he's like i'm not a cowboy <laughs>
2: like, yeah and
1: that's what you need to do you need to be able to say no and i know like i get it right i get that like that doesn't work for me brother like, <laughs> you know like that's a cliche in wrestling right. But right you do have to be able to say sometimes like no i, I can't do that
2: uh, that doesn't <laughs> work for me brother <laughs> that's a bit but yeah you're right it is it, it's, it's true man just for like I
1: cage needs to learn how to say no like he yeah needs, he needs to learn how to say okay darby you and me are having this match i'm going to kill you no but like listen it's okay. <laughs> i'm going like, to kill I, you I, that's
2: what he should do to darby absolutely I mean, rip should. him in half
1: that's what he ought to do and that's right. what really happened in a fight there's no fucking way darby no. I mean, survives a fight with that fucking skateboard guy. or not
2: it doesn't matter
1: <laughs> no bring your skateboard bring a fucking <laughs> sledgehammer you're still getting murdered like but What he needs to, what he needed to do, is he needed to say to Darby, okay, look, Darby, we're gonna have this match, and I know you're gonna go over, and that's fine. We're gonna, we're gonna book. Oh, we're going to book it in a way that like you survive and keep surviving in spite (laughs) of how badly I'm beating the crap out of you. And you get one over on me. You know, you, you hit me with a small package, you know, know, after poking me in the eyes or whatever, but you got to protect him. Instead, he goes into this match with Darby Allen and he's like, with a hundred and like 70 pounds of Darby Allen. And he goes, yeah, it's cool. Just kick out of everything at one. That's
2: fucking stupid. Seriously. Yeah. Like I said, big, dumb, and stupid. I mean, seriously, Brian. Not only say no to to certain spots in your match, but you know, like they say, say no to drugs. Clearly, you didn't say no to that. So, in saying that, just say no, please, Brian. Just learn
1: Jeez. how to say no to some of this shit. All right. Anyway, speaking of Brian, uh, we're going to move on here, and there's a split screen interview with Adam Cole and Brian Danielson. Yeah,
0: right.
2: Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right uh cole's there to basically talk up the elite he says that they are you know the, the the elite is not just a name it's what they really are in professional wrestling and i trust kenny omega and he trusts me and i trust the young buck and they the, the young bucks and they trust me i noticed he didn't mention gallows and anderson which is like what's going on there um well
2: technically the gallows and anderson were never part of the elite so makes sense
1: <laughs> i mean they come down to the ring with everybody with that stupid fucking entrance theme. So,
2: well, yeah, I hate that fucking entrance. I get it; it's real douchey and shit. But yeah, and I, they... I
1: figured out finally that they're saying it's a super kick party. I yeah, 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 yeah. That's God, what they say. I, thought, I swear to God, I was thinking that they were saying we're super gay. <laughs> oh, At one God. point, I was like, I was like, what?
2: Gay? No, it's like super kick party. Yeah, it was super like super kick. gay. <laughs> yeah, super
1: gay. Super, super kick gay. party, super gay, <laughs> super gay party, super
2: gay. You know what? I just want to say that Super Kick Party, the song, is super gay anyway. So, like, seriously, <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> Honestly, though, they were making their entrance the other day, and I was like, "Is this like an old Billy and Chuck theme? What the fuck is going on?" Here?
2: Super gay. I want to say, well, they are kissing each other. Have you noticed that?
1: Yeah, they're they're definitely weird. They're um, they, pretty they, weird they look, like, they look like they're making out on the cover of their book too so i mean and they look like they're like
2: staring movie. at their cocks dude this be real
1: yeah it's not it's not cool
2: um
1: <laughs> anyway uh cole talks about the elite he says christian and brian are uh great wrestlers uh, but they're nowhere near as good as he's going to be and he isn't even at his peak yet Bye bye. Uh, d- yeah whatever sorry i had to uh, yeah well and they they, they read they 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 had like a. A shot of him super kicking jungle boy <laughs> in this in this package in and the I shoulder it was yeah well, i just thought it was hilarious that they like they they cut it so that they didn't show where he connected because he literally like hit him in the elbow
2: and they changed the angle too like of that replay
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, know what I mean? so you, you better be able to kick a little higher than that bro. <laughs> i know everybody there is small but like jesus crap
2: baby <laughs> I like Adam Cole, man. I don't want to bash him too much, Bay Bay, but you know what annoys me, Bay Bay? Mm. Every time I hear Adam Cole, I just want to say Bay Bay. Right. Yeah. And that's pissing me off every time, Bay Bay.
1: hmm Yep.
2: Sorry, Bay uh, Continue pissing on. Me off too. I, mean,
1: <laughs> I kind of feel like you're coming on to me with this shit uh, now, Jimmy. And
2: I said Bay Bay, not Bay B.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right,
2: okay. come on. What All is Bay right. Bay anyway? Isn't it spelled B A E? Really, like Bay Bay? Isn't that what's supposed to be?
1: Probably. I I don't I, like. You just said you really like Adam Cole. I don't Bay
2: Bay. I'm a fan of Adam Cole. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a fan of him and his five foot seven frame. Right. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen it out of him. But uh, look, he's cool. I don't know, man. I I, I was a huge fan of the Elite pre AEW, obviously, right? And he was part of the Elite, part of Bullet Club. I kind of popped that they're together, baby. Again, right back from the dead. In saying that, how cool is his new entrance theme, dude? It's pretty cool. No, it's pretty it, cool. it's much better than his WWE one, even though it's based off his WWE theme. No. This is so cool, man. I just it's all about the boom, baby.
1: Oh, I know. And I know that you, I know, I know that you really, you know, we're looking forward to the final countdown, but I actually like, oh, the-
2: oh yes. Thank you for bringing that up because I've been wanting to talk about that. And I forget you're right. I was disappointed in saying that this is pretty badass, dude. This theme. I actually like it. <laughs> I love it. Even though even W B tried to do that sort of weird hip hoppy sort of way with, with the, what's the song called again? The original song. Uh, Flight of the Valkyries. That's it. You know how they tried to remix it out into a hip hop sort of song? Yeah. Not really. Just didn't work. This one, man, is just hard, dude. So, and then, you know what I mean? In the background, just I like it, dude. I like it a lot. I actually,
1: I I agree with you. Yeah, like I was listening to it back a couple of times because I was trying to sort of get a feel for it because I like Flight of the Valkyries. Like, yeah, I of course, song.
2: absolutely
1: um but yeah the way that they the way that they mix that like it's a real heavy like like it's a real heavy beat that they mix Dude, it's like drill that.
2: dude it's like a drill beat with the fucking with, with with that song dude yeah
1: i love it i love that i love that shit
2: absolutely love that shit <laughs> Like, i'm done really it is badass and it suits him and aw can be forgiven for not paying and being tight asses for the friggin' final countdown yeah,
1: I've heard that they. I've heard that Europe wants a lot of. Money yes,
2: that that's the talk. Apparently, they charge fifty k per play. Which you is pl- ridiculous. Y- you play Putiliam, it's French for money. Apparently, yeah. so, dude, I I don't know, man, but I get it. Look, I, you know what sucks, right? Brian Danielson, his name, has got a Scandinavian ring to it. Am I wrong in saying that?
1: No, not at all which is why flight of the valkyries i think works
2: right but get this europe the band is also from sweden mm-hmm. and you know brian Danielson could be swedish heritage he's one of those right definitely because oh, of yeah. his name right mm-hmm. and they still want to charge 50k you pricks yeah hook up They're a brother decades. literally yeah dickheads literally dickheads want to count out my nuts europe <sighs> all right
1: <laughs> yeah danielson basically says he's here to prove he's the best um you know what he really wants is to fight kenny omega but if kenny omega is scared he'll take on whoever's next i really like this like i'm here to destroy everybody uh brian danielson i i love it i'm here for it
2: i'm i love I'm, it too especially how he said i'm gonna kick your head in kenny you know what i mean like mm. i love it man he looks so much more badass he looks better he looks fresh, dude. I like this new look of the undercut and his hair tied up. Uh-huh. I'm all for it, man. I think he's a big deal, dude. Like, it's still pretty surreal that he's in AEW. I mean, WWE, man, they're really shooting themselves in the foot. And if they ain't careful, you can, I mean, seriously, dude. I just, like, we're talking about Triple H's cardiac arrest. You heard about that, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Do you think, Chris, that all the stress in the WWE that Vince and Bruce and, and, and all those fucking stooges in particular, fucking Tony, fucking not Tony, Nick Khan. Right. Do you think that brought on his cardiac arrest? Seriously?
1: I, I don't know, but I will say this and I've, I've, I've thought this for a while. I've never like said this out loud, but I have thought this for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if, triple h actually took over booking for the wwe moving forward i really believe and i really believe this jim i i I really believe that the wwe would improve leaps and bounds
2: (laughs) absolutely in
1: in the first couple of months that he was Mm -hmm. there and would be an actually really good professional wrestling company within a year if he took over the booking but They don't seem to let him. And it seems like every time he does something that is successful to the fans, that whenever he gets something where the fans are like, yeah, this is great. Vince instantly wants to squash it. So (laughs) I don't even think that this is old man being old man. I really think that this is old man not wanting someone else to steal his thunder. That's honestly what I believe it is at this point and it scares the crap out of me for the future of the wwe because because <laughs> jim like i don't want to like like people get a little bit like too crazy about like you know oh pw's you know uh aw's gonna murder WWE, yeah blah, i hate blah. that like, shit. Blah, like, right wwe will always survive but like seriously man AEW has the momentum right? it
2: does dude absolutely it really does you're right it's crazy and
1: if wwe can't turn something around and make something good happen here they're gonna they're gonna wind up in a really bad place here they're gonna they they will wind up behind aew they already they lost to them in the key demo last week
2: yeah and they're catching raw at a fanatic pace dude yeah you know what i mean they really are and and you saying that i've thought about it too And I've pretty much come to that conclusion as well. I mean, because otherwise, I'm sitting there scratching my head thinking, what the fuck is it? What's his problem? And I hate to say self-sabotage and the poison, right? Maybe that's what they mean. You know how the elite were mentioning the poison? Mm. Well, it's Vince McMahon being the poison to himself. Like, I just don't get it, man. And what, what really blows my mind, do you remember that last conference call with Vince on it? where he mentioned, someone asked him, uh, how do you feel with all these guys you know, jumping yeah, ship? Maybe we should give
1: them more. Yeah.
2: Exactly, and what happened later on that night? Bray Wyatt gets released. Yep. Like, is this guy all right? Is he, is he senile? I mean, who says that? I don't get it. I really don't get it. And if this does, if AEW take over, it's not because AEW is the better product, it's because of WB shooting themselves in the foot.
1: Yeah, I mean, AEW is a bipolar product, but mm-hmm. at least it has its highs. Like, Absolutely. I, I'll be honest with you, Jimmy. I think that if they wanted to go head to head with Raw right now, I believe that Dynamite would win within six months. They would oh, be, uh, they would be in front within dude. six months. And the reason why I think that is because right now there's like one, 1. 1.7 1. 1.8 million people who watch raw regularly right but how many of them are like you and watch it only because it's what's on monday night and you almost hate watch it i hate watching, watching it and you're like oh this is fucking garbage right okay? <laughs> how many wrestling fans watch raw like that and would just switch
2: oh well i would put it that way so it's true, man. Right now they're ripe for the picking. They're right right now, no shit. They're they're ready to be knocked down a perch. I think AEW should just fucking go full steam ahead and absolutely go head to head with Raw because I think Raw is ripe for the pickings. SmackDown, on the other hand, that that will take a lot no, a lot yeah, to beat no. them. And uh and they're killing it in the ratings compared to Raw. And you know, uh, last night's show was a killer show, dude. So they're
1: just a better show. Yeah, like overall, it's a good show.
2: It's like another company. But in saying that, NXT was a good show. Look what we have now.
1: I'm not looking forward to that at all. Jesus Christ. Do, do
2: you see the problem? I don't get it, yeah. but now it makes sense why Triple H can't be taking the reins of NXT at, of NXT at the moment because of yeah. his situation. So I guess the rumors are true. We do have Vinnie Mac and uh, Bruce Pritchard. I love you. Taken over. Right? Brother love. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> but anyway, it's true, dude. I mean, this is crazy. I cannot watch NXT ever again right now because of that. Even though Joe's the champion and you'd think I'd be tuned into it. But it is what it is, man. I'm sorry, folks. But until Triple H is back, I don't know, man. And I hope. That heart attack wasn't brought on by the stress of the fucking company.
1: Yeah, me too. I hope it wasn't the stress of the company, and I hope it wasn't uh, the B12 shots.
2: Whoa! Uh, <laughs> <doo-doo-doo-doo-doo>. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: All right. Next up here on Rampage, we've got a shitty six-women match. Um, sorry. Uh, not sorry. <laughs> fuck you, internet. Yeah. Um, it's Rio Ruby and Statlander against Baker and her friends. I can't <laughs> Baker and her friends.
2: That. Oh no, shit! Just
1: kidding. It's it's Baker Rebel. Who's yep. is it? Rebel? Not or
2: Rebel, Rebel. Not oh, you're right. You just stumped me. It's Reba, not Rebel, dude.
1: Okay, so it's with, <laughs> so it's those three against Baker. is it Rebel,
2: not Reba? I don't know, dude.
1: I don't know, and uh, Jimmy <laughs> Hater. Um,
2: yes. Ray Mysterio.
1: Yeah. Listen, Dude th- this I'm I'm this is like exactly like I've done this before, and this is how I'm going to review this match. Everyone was everywhere doing everything and I hated it.
2: Okay, but there was one cool spot that made not only me laugh, but made the commentators laugh. I hope you caught this one, Chris.
1: Was it where she was was it where Riho jumped up on Statlander's shoulders and then
2: no. Okay. It's when Riho done a six one nine on Jamie Hader. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That was fucking funny, dude. I fucking laughed. But Taz's reaction to that was priceless, dude. Yeah. That that was priceless. In saying that, I'm not sure if it was meant on purpose because what people don't realize, I know people are going to be like, haha, she's poking fun at fucking Rey Mysterio on her butt, right? Mm-hmm. But Riho, I don't know if people realize this, Riho's favorite wrestler growing up is not Kenny Omega, believe it or not. It's actually Rey Mysterio... And she actually implements the 619 in most of her matches.
1: Yeah, she's done it before, yeah right.
2: Sure. But just the coincidence and the timing of that fucking move was fucking funny dude.
1: <laughs> Definitely. yeah, Taz is actually I like Taz on commentary. He comes pretty close to breaking the fourth wall sometimes. Oh, big time. I like because I mean I've you know I've been watching wrestling since I was a kid, so I don't right. mind little digs at. Of like, course,
2: right. You know, the there's reality any, of the situation. There's only one issue I have with Taz, though. He's supposed to be a heel, then he's not a heel, then he's a heel again, then he's not a heel. It just fucks, the only thing, it fucks his sort, sort of story arc. If he's going to be a heel on TV, then be a pure heel commentator. Because sometimes you hear, I love you, Tony, and, and shit like that. and It's just, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm nitpicking. You know what I mean? That's the only drop I've got.
1: Yeah, I don't at all like Taz's character in AEW. Like, I, I, I like at all like he could be completely off TV and just do the commentary, and I would right. be significantly happier with his usage at that point because his whole character on on the show is awful. Like, I, like, um, you know, shout-outs to Prof for uh, for filling in on uh, on the skirmish. Like, when I took notes on like on that on like this Wednesday's uh, show. I, that was like my note for the segment. Was like, God, no! Why is Taz next for CM Punk? Please don't fucking do this to me. Not Taz.
2: Well, funny people think no shit. This is what people are saying on the net that Taz. It's leading to a Taz versus Punk match. I don't think that's that's not happening, folks. All right, there's there's no chance. He can't wrestle, man. He's done. He's 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 can't wrestle. So I don't it's not gonna lead there. If it does, that is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life, but I, I highly doubt it.
1: Yeah, that would be the worst booking ever. Um Okay, so Ruby gets the win here in the shitty six woman, uh, with <laughs> her kick thing that she does. Uh there's no way she beats Brit Br- there's no way she beats Britt Baker. Sorry, that's a goddamn tongue tied right there. That's all right. Um there's no way she 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 wins this belt, uh, right right off. But um, yeah, I like I like Ruby Soho, and the song is like fucking awesome, definitely. Um, but I don't care.
2: I'll right. be honest about Ruby Soho, right? I dare say she's a little overrated, dude.
1: Oh yeah, I definitely think she's overrated.
2: I, I like her though, but that yeah. she does right.
1: I don't. She's not. She's.
2: She's very awkward, dude. She's awkward in the ring. She really is. I don't know what it is exactly. She comes across as very, um, like, mechanical almost, dude. Like, it's unnatural.
1: Yeah, and almost like she just doesn't have, like, athletic balance. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Exactly. That's another great word in putting it. That's why I couldn't point my finger to it. She's awkward. She's very mechanical. It just doesn't come natural to her, which is strange because in WWE, I felt she was better. I don't know, man. Uh, she's overrated, but in saying that to her credit, she's elevated that women's division big time.
1: Yeah. She's still like, she's, a, she's good enough at like being a face that I want good things to happen. Right. To right. Me, but I just like, as, as somebody who, you know, does these podcasts as, you know, essentially what we are is critics, right? Like, yeah, you know, of we course, right. we, you know, um, I just i don't know man and, the, and her match on wednesday too she had a spot where she was up on haters shoulders and then they just kind of fell down and i'm like
2: <sighs> remember the song love the bridge is falling down yeah that's and
1: what then, came yeah. to
2: my head london right. bridge is falling down falling down but anyway
1: <laughs> anyway yeah that was the shitty six women um moving on we've got the main event coming up next here and mark henry interviews uh max castor and brian pillman jr um <laughs> There was nothing to this interview. Max Caster was just doing the "I'm a heel and I'm a bad guy and screw you." And <laughs> I'm, I'm a bad
2: guy. And, my name is and, Max.
1: And Brian Pillman was just doing the
0: I- "I'm from Cincinnati and Cincinnati's pretty- <laughs> <laughs> <Way> <laughs> <they> go, Cincinnati." to <laughs> Cincinnati? I don't know.
2: When you said that, you know, went into my head. You know, when people are like, "Oh," and they got their hands out and they're sort of doing the fucking McFingerbang sort of thing, and they're like, yay, with their hands in the air, right? So, let's go Cincinnati, Hey, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah, the the tomahawk chop.
2: Yeah, 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 exactly. But in saying that, really, dude, you're going to say, let's go Cincinnati after you got buried, and I mean absolutely buried in Cincinnati. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that was the worst fucking booking I've ever seen from a segment though honestly. Whoa, just
2: dude. Quickly, just quickly. Please, quickly I'd love to start. get your thoughts on that, please. I want to know what you oh, thought about that, please.
1: Dude. dude. Like this guy straight up said like, you know, your mom, Methany. I mean Oh, that validated. was gold
2: though, dude. Methany.
1: Oh, Methany and she should have done with you what she did <laughs> what she did with the other 500 potential oh. second generation superstars and that was... swallowed. Oh. like dude oh my god how is like and, and then then <laughs> like okay fine he buried you on the mic that's fine that <laughs> segment if you were going to save brian pillman jr's career that <laughs> segment needed to end with uh like and i mean legitimately it needed to end this way and in no other way that fucking segment needed to end with mjf bloodied to a fucking pulp <laughs> powdering out of the ring and like begging off literally any other way that that segment ends buries the fuck out of Ryan Pillman jr.
2: Dude, he I don't did. think
1: he can come back from that. no
2: way. And you saying he should have been left in blood. Let alone. This is a, a wrestling angle, right? I didn't give a fuck if it was in a wrestling angle or not. If I heard that shit, I swear to God, I would absolutely annihilate fucking MJF. That's going too far, bro. Like on the personal level, do you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm a snowflake. I, I liked it and I and I was cringing. But let's be honest. Let's be brutally honest, Chris. And I know MJF did say, Oh, cheap heat, cheap heat, rah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. So he, he's very self-aware and I get it. No. But, that, but dude, anyone can say what he said and get fucking cheap heat.
1: Oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, but like, I don't mind i i actually I, I i'm fine with with wrestling be a little bit more pg-13 like i'm oh I, absolutely I, yeah i of mean course. dude i you know i was an ecw fan like, right go straight that
2: right makes tomorrow, two of us man. right no absolutely
1: but like but it's just the booking needs to be done properly then you you can't have you can't have brian pillman jr get buried that badly and then wind up with like MJF just like walking away from the ring, smug that <laughs> you're done,
2: done. And speaking of done, remember before we we're talking about Brian Cage and him saying no. Well, I think we've got another person that needs to fucking say no, and I mean hell no, and that's you, yeah. Brian Jr. All right, seriously, dude. Dude, come yeah, on. I
1: want to love this guy. Like I want. I want to love this guy. Like, I want this guy to be like, you know, I mean, I mean, look, man, like, I'm a Bret Hart guy, right? I want him to be the extension of the Hart family. Do you know what I mean? That's what I want for him. I want him to be that big of a thing. But, man, yeah, he's got to learn how to just say, uh, (laughs) like, that doesn't fucking work for me, brother.
2: Yeah, that doesn't work for me, brother. But in saying that, right? Tell me, how would Brian Pillman Sr. be fucking feeling? Man, he'd be rolling in his grave, surely. Man, there's no way he would have allowed that type of shit to happen. And he was controversial too. But that—he was
1: controversial. But listen, if like, it's fine. Like, that's fine as long as you book it properly. Right. If, if that segment ends with MJF bloodied to a fucking pulp, powdering out of the ring with his hands up, like, no, like I've had enough. I've had enough. Leave me alone. Like fine then fine in yeah. my personal in my personal opinion if you end that if you ended that segment that way you've just made a new star in brian pillman absolutely because what was said by mjf was so heated that people were going to be paying attention
2: people, oh no doubt
1: people in wrestling circles who aren't even like big into AEW were like man did you see that fucking promo <laughs> right Right. people who were like man that was that was brutal and if you would have said did you see that fucking promo and then brian gave it to him afterwards man that was an awesome segment you could have had you could have made you could have made a star there like you could have literally elevated brian pillman with one piece of booking like i don't understand why they don't i don't understand why they don't want to do that but it's i, I they don't know didn't want to because he he wound up looking like an absolute Bitch.
2: Bitch. With a capital B. Uh, all right? Okay. For Brian. Bitch. Yeah. Pillman. Oh, BBP, bro. Yeah.
1: Um, all right. So, anyway, the match here with Max Caster, uh, it's a good match. These guys are both solid in the ring. Um, it's certainly unspectacular when you compare it with the opener tonight.
2: It's, oh, of course. Right. It's uneventful, you know. pretty much.
1: Yeah, there was a pretty good spot here. I liked it was a bit of a swerve where like Pillman got distracted by Castor's partner and then it looked like Caster was gonna be able to capitalize and get that heel finish. Um, but uh Pillman outsmarted him. Gets the win with his springboard elbow drop. Um Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. I think we I think we sort of have already made our conclusions on Brian Pillman Jr. at this point. Do
2: you, Who, do you see- bitch bitch boy Pillman?
1: yeah do you think because i'm wondering about this i actually think that max caster is is pretty intriguing
2: absolutely well. i'm a fan believe it or not okay. of his okay. we are truly am
1: okay good because i was thinking to myself like man i don't know there's something about this guy that he seems like he could be a star
2: he can dude and you know it's funny remember when we first started doing this thing man the gig when we started with the skirmish Oh, yeah, we were uh, just
1: laughing like fucking crazy about
2: that. R- right, but also, we weren't the biggest fans of his. We, we, we were even destroying him for his raps at yeah. first, but then he grew on me, <laughs> right? And then I started digging his raps, and his raps were becoming even funnier and funnier, and after doing a bit more research on him, I loved him even more, dude. I mean, this guy is oozing with talent. Unfortunately, and, this is, and I'm glad you bring up Caster, too, because... Remember how he got suspended recently by TK?
1: Yeah, because he made a joke about Simone Biles. Right.
2: Like, but get this. It happened on a friggin' pre-taped show, and you're going to fucking suspend the kid, even though he's in his 30s? TK, yeah. that's on you, bro. Not him. But I think
1: the same thing about how they, they did that with... um. Uh, Sammy Guevara. Did that with oh, yeah. They did that with Cornette, too. It was a pre-taped yep. thing.
2: Like, yeah, in NWA. Right, but that was pretty fucked up what he said. But still, is it his fault?
1: I mean, it's pre-taped. That's That's... the reason why you pre-tape, is so that you can fucking, like...
2: It's caught incompetence. Yeah. It's true, dude. And TK, it's on you, bro. Not fucking him. You know what I mean? If you can't... Remember the saying, the inmates are running the asylum? Then what the fuck are you fucking doing, bro? You're not even... Like, you don't know what's happening on your own show? Like, really?
1: Yeah. No, definitely. Anyway, all right. Well, that was AEW Rampage. And, um... We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and say goodnight. Um, The show was pretty good, Jimmy. Like, what did you think?
2: Yeah, you know what, man? I was going into it with you know not really any expectation. I liked it. It was good. It was just wasn't great, but it was good. But that first match was great. In saying that, let's go Cincinnati.
1: Go Cincinnati.
2: (laughs) And shout outs to our.
1: Go to Cincinnati, though.
2: No. Nobody wants to do that. No offense, RBV. Just saying, bro. You know, I know it's your fucking sorry, let's go shit. Shit <laughs> That was that was great, I must say. Mid. <laughs> the women, mid. And shoutouts to my cousin, who's a female who's from Ohio, right? Sorry, Tonya. But screw Ohio, alright? <laughs> but anyway, anyway, he's saying that. Please like and subscribe at the at the PWCNetwork.Podbean.com, but more importantly, please like and subscribe at the Hitting the Marks Network.com. But Chris, Jimmy, tell them where they can find you, bro
1: oh they can find me on facebook um i'm i keep i keep like dragging my feet on the whole twitter thing right Um, i do have a twitter um every once in a while i get an email from twitter telling me jimmy t just tweeted and i'm like oh that's that's cool
2: i'm trying Um, bro i'm trying
1: uh but you can find me on facebook you just look up christopher rams uh, you can find my smiling wonderful face uh, i've got a red beard and dark <laughs> hair so <laughs> that's me um go ahead and add me it's okay um and if you add me but you look like a total weirdo i'm just gonna <laughs> block you
2: and that's why i never put your socials down because i know you're more pro you know you're more of a private dude but in saying that, before we do end the show, I have to ask you one thing that I need to mention, which is important. I was going down the Reddit fucking, you know, hole. Actually, as a matter of fact, it was D that actually discovered this, but there's a, red, there's a Reddit thread that that talks about there's, there was a COVID outbreak during AEW's Dynamite and Rampage taping in Cincinnati, where a few people contracted guess what, COVID-19, now this is legit, I've even posted this on Twitter, no one's fucking clued up on this, no one has seen it, but it's true, there is a small COVID outbreak going on, I hope it doesn't affect the show moving forward, but no one is, is really onto this, so you're hearing it here first folks, it's a COVID outbreak yeah. in AEW, let's just hope it doesn't affect the show moving forward, oh, Holy shit, yeah. yeah, that's it dude, Berlin's saying that, I'm Jimmy T, he's Chris Sams, and you've been listening to the PWC Friday Night Carnage right here on the -the HeatingTheMarks Network.com Peace. Peace.
0: elbow from Max Caster how about that that was, that was, that was pretty vicious just, a little snug <laughs> oh my God. i'll just drop kick you on the bottom of your spine here not just the hook of the leg but he's hooked yeah. the other leg with his leg caster right brian fieldman's momentum has been severed since he earned goings going to this matchup so hand it to Max Caster for his strategy and ability to control the pace That can follow up. Catch yeah, a little bit of indecisiveness that time to go to the center of the ring yeah, and point, circle back. I want to point something out, guys. The boot lace of Cash is un, untied. And it sounds, oh, so what? No, no, no. That's a problem with a wrestle boot. Sure. I'm telling you from experience, when that boot gets untied, it quickly loosens up, right? lose some of your balance. And Taylor said you can trip over the boot lace as well. Absolutely. And oh, nice strong blow slot right yeah, there. That was a big one. He him with a bicep that time and up near the shoulder. Pillman's wearing kick pads over like an amateur wrestling crew. So there's no laces being untied there. Right. Astor, curling up on a little ball there in the corner after the shots from Pillman. Power Pillman, i am just taking advantage of that. And Pillman, you're right in there with him he hits you with another Larry. There you go. That Brian Pillman definitely bringing the wood right now on this whole town. Caster trying to cover up here. Can't blame him. He's getting assaulted now. So Billman hammers him on the back of the head and the neck. Uh Uh-oh. We're going to see a little Flying Brian action here. Oh, we're going to see. Go, Anthony Bowens. But he got shucked off by Brian. Oh, wow. Big slap to the face. Bowens involved just long enough to allow Caster to get the advantage again. Yeah, good point, JR. Good observation. You're exactly right. It was quick. It was pretty seamless there, but Aubrey Everett's a hell of an official, but she's only got one pair of eyes. That's right. Castor was looking, looked like he was going for a superplex that time, and now Brian Pillman Jr. Oh, taking Brian. Plan. Brian may be investing more than he needs to in Anthony Bowen. Bowen's not in the match, but Pillman is fired up, he's motivated. And I think, oh, I think oh. maybe he hurt his back as well with that crossbody outside. Well, I think Pimmel wanted to level the playing field of the outside interference right. by Bowen That's why he took him out. But to your point, JR, he him in the butt. And here goes Caster up top now Oh, the No, oh. Two young guys growing up here at AEW, trying to make their mark here on national television, here on TNT. He could have if he hit that elbow he calls the mic drop. That was a hard landing. Yeah. Springboard clothesline. Got him down. One, two, beat him. Yeah, look at this. There is your winner, Brian Pillman Jr. Well, that was an ode to his dad up in the heavens right there. That springboard line. as you guys know, it was Brian Pillman senior deal, man. Yeah. Celebrating with his family. The kid looks so much like his dad. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, extremely emotional victory for Brian Pillman Jr. There's the springboard, boom, with the clothesline right on Caster. Shades of the late, great Brian Pillman Sr. Oh, look at the Bowens. Look at the attack on behind on Brian Pillman after the match. Bowens obviously pissed off, guys, because of what happened to Caster losing here on Rampage. And now look at that shot. Wow. Teamwork by a great team in the Acclaimed. There's a DVD by Bowens. Looks like the Acclaimed is just getting warmed up. Pastors directing traffic. What's next? Hillman's in grave danger here. It's John Moxley. Moxley coming in the ring. Here in Cincinnati. Oh, uses the boom box. boombox! kick from Brian Pillman! Paradigm shift! What a way to close out Rampage! John Moxley, Brian Pillman Jr. in Cincinnati! We'll see you in New Jersey, ladies and gentlemen, next Wednesday night. For Mark Henry and Taz and Tony Giovanni, I'm JR Say. Good night, everybody. HTM Podcast Network.